Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Brave and Well podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Newton. I'm a group practice owner and social worker. I'm also a Latina entrepreneur, mom, and recovering perfectionist. On this podcast, we teach mental health professionals how to build sustainable, profitable, and values-aligned businesses. Here, you'll hear all about decolonizing the business side of private practice and supporting the entrepreneur and the therapist. We'll also invite fellow therapists and healers to share their stories. Our time together will be raw, honest, vulnerable, and held together by joy. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our newsletter at braveandwell.com slash newsletter dash sign up. Thank you for listening. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Brave and Well podcast. I am connecting with you from home. It is Friday, and today is my admin slash Brave and Well day. And I am excited to just hop on here and talk a little bit about what I've been going through over the last few months as I re-entered back into my group practice from maternity leave. The last time you all heard from me, I was on my way out about to take a maternity leave and going to take a little sabbatical. And since then, a lot has changed. A lot has happened in my group practice. A lot has happened personally. And I've just been really thinking about my identity, the parts of me, where I'm headed, what I'm wanting out of my life. And there's been a lot of movement. And so since we last spoke, I returned to my group practice and to work in general in July of 2023. And as you all know, during the time that I was away, I had someone acting in my place as the interim executive director. And when I returned, just kind of realized that there was a lot that needed to be fixed and revisited and restructured. And so we hired some people, we offboarded some people. I was in the middle of just financially trying to think about how to sustainably keep my group practice going, because I'll be honest, things have been very challenging financially as a group practice owner since in the last couple of years. I think overall, more therapists are going into private practice less clients are able to pay your full fee. There's just been a shift. And now we see a lot of these bigger tech mental health companies coming out with a quick and easy fix for people to start their own private practice with support. And so more and more people are doing that. So one, it's getting harder to hire clinicians and the clinicians that are interested in working in group practice are not fully licensed. And in Texas, you can't get credentialed with insurance without being fully licensed. And so it's hard for a group practice like me, which a lot of clients come to us wanting to use their insurance for services. So it creates a challenge of what people can financially afford and building caseloads. And so just have seen a decrease in revenue, an increase in expenses because everything is getting more expensive. And so just trying to think through the financial pieces of group practice, which will be a whole other episode where I will share more about 
what I've had to shift, what I've had to let go of, what I've had to add into my business model to make group practice sustainable because there's a lot of change happening within that industry. And I'm happy to share more. I think today I really wanted to share more about what I've come to personally and how I want to show up in this space and in my community and amongst colleagues and peers. I think when I first started private practice, you know, a lot of what happened was this reality that there are not many therapists of color in our industry and in our field. And as a Latina, first-gen, Mexican-American woman, I did not feel like there was space for me in this field, and especially in the city that I'm in that is a predominantly white therapist space. As I continued to grow in my private practice, I was hesitant to lean into this part of my identity that identified as a therapist of color, as a brown woman, as a brown-bodied woman. And I found some fear around that, some fear around leaning into that identity and what that would mean for my business and how people would see me or not see me. You know, I think there is incredibly problematic biases and behaviors that therapists have about black and brown people in general. And I really experience firsthand racism and microaggressions that were things that I experienced when I went to college in a predominantly white private university. And so I think I've been holding that trauma in my body and as a trauma response have been afraid to really own my identity in the therapist space for fear of being seen as less than or incompetent or incapable of building a business and growing a business. And I've tried to deliver services that are for everyone and have tried to really open up a community and a space that is for everyone. Because truly at the core of who I am, I believe that we all are deserving right? Of of resources, of access, of community, of love, of connection. And that when we are vulnerable, when we share our stories with each other, when we are open about the things that scare us and the things that launch us forward, that bridges that gap, that brings people together. And what I also know to be true is that I'm a Latina therapist. I'm a brown-bodied woman and there are not many of us out there who have built businesses from nothing and have succeeded because there are not a lot of resources available for us. And I want my people to succeed. I want my, my black and brown bodied people to do well. And I want us to, to feel deserving of taking up space, not just in the mental health field if you're a therapist, but in the world in general. And so I've just been sitting with that and sitting with this identity and this part of me that is a person of color, that is a woman of color, and, and owning that and wanting to own that freely and wanting to be bold and saying, yeah, this space that I'm creating, whether it's an offering, whether it's a podcast episode, whether it's a group, everyone can come and take what they need 
from the information I provide. Anyone is welcome. And at the end of the day, I want to feel free in saying one of these spaces that I'm creating is for people of color only. And there are offerings that I want to put out in the world that are specifically for therapists of color, that are specifically for people of color doing work in the wellness space. And I want that to be okay. I want that to be normalized because we are deserving and needing of those spaces. We often have to enter into spaces that were not designed for us. And so as part of Brave and Well, as part of this business, this community that I'm building, this platform that I'm using to spread knowledge and information and to spread love, really, because that's where this all comes from, is that I I also want to create spaces that are specifically designed for people of color. And so I share that just to say that that's kind of where I'm at in my exploration phase. You know, this podcast will always continue to be a space where anyone can come to get what they need. And there might be episodes or things that I do that are specifically for my people. That feels good to me. It feels in line with my values. It feels true to who I am and what the work that I want to do. And I want to be able to share that with you all and and to know that there are allies out there. There are people that I love, people who support me in my business who are not Black and brown folks. They're doing their own work. I know that they're allies and I know that they are for me and for for this community. And I, I welcome that. And I hope that this space continues to be a supportive space for everyone and just know that my identity is always in the room. I know this is a cloud-based room, a virtual room, whatever you want to say. You might be listening to me in the car or wherever you are, but my identity is in the space. And when I when I share information on here, when I share how I run my business, how I mother, how I parent, how I am in partnership with other people, I'm sharing from the lens of not just being a therapist, not just being a business owner, but I'm sharing from the lens of being a woman of color in America. Being a woman of color in Texas, being a woman of color who was born from an immigrant family, a mother who was a migrant worker who worked in the fields in California and often moving around from city to city, from job to job with my grandparents who used their hands to pick cotton and strawberries and who worked in the hot sun and that is my lineage. Those are my ancestors. That is what lives within me. And they taught me to work. They taught me to go after what I have. And my experiences and what I share are through that lens. They're through the lens of the hardship. They're through the lens of the generational trauma that continues to exist within my family. And and as someone who is now a mother, who is now leading a team of people, who is now being called to, to support others in their journeys, that perspective and that identity and th- those parts of me and those stories are all, all in me. So I wanted to, to say that because I do think that everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own experience. And everyone has their own privilege. And when you are a business owner and you come from privilege, especially financial privilege, when you come from a place of having 
family members who have owned and and operated and run businesses who have had the financial means to create success for themselves, who haven't had the barriers to entry that a lot of black and brown folks have had, there's a lot of privilege in that. And what you share about how you run your business while holding all that privilege resonates differently with someone like me who doesn't come from that. And so as with anything else, I just wanted you all to know that moving forward in this podcast, I will be continuing to interview amazing people that have a lot of wisdom and insight. But I also want you all to keep in mind that my stories, my experiences are not just my own, they're they're generational, right? And as someone who currently has privilege in a lot of ways, but didn't come from a place of privilege or growing up with privilege, it's important for me to integrate those stories within what I share in this space. Hey, podcast listeners, are you a therapist dreaming of taking your career to the next level? Picture this, a 12-module self-guided program covering everything from defining your values, creating a sustainable marketing plan, and lots of calculators to help you run your numbers and maximize your profit. I'm interrupting this episode to make sure you know about my From Therapist to CEO course, your trusted companion on the journey to becoming a private practice owner. And the best part? As our listener, you get an exclusive 10% off with code PODCAST, all caps, at checkout. Banish your imposter syndrome, let go of the money stories that are holding you back, and step into your role as a visionary CEO. Just visit bravenwell.com to get full access to the course, and be sure to use code PODCAST, all caps, at checkout for your special discount. Your journey to a thriving private practice starts now. As a group practice owner, I've made a lot of shifts in terms of compensation models for clinicians that I'm onboarding into my team. I've restructured the ways that we partner with organizations in the community to cover the cost of therapy services. I've actually moved back into the clinical director role of my practice so that I can spend more intentional time with my team, supporting them in not just their clinical work, but also their development as clinicians who are really trying to one day start their own private practice. For those of you who know my group practice, Colors of Austin Counseling, we are actively working to decolonize mental health. And I think that the clinicians who work at my practice hold marginalized identities. All of them do. And I want them to be successful. And so I'm excited to kind of get back into this role with my team where I am supporting them in their journeys of becoming the best clinicians they can and supporting clients in the space, but also should they one day want to go out on their own and start their own business, that they have a framework to work from that's not oppressive, that's not centered around capitalism. And and I'll be honest, I mean, 
group practice ownership, it is definitely a capitalistic structure, but I think there are ways to create a group practice model that does not center profit over people. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is just trying to restructure some things so that I can pay people more. I can center their needs versus, you know, what are the needs of the business versus what are the needs of clinicians? And sometimes those two don't align, but I feel like with conversation and transparency and dialogue with your team, they can start to understand the business side of things and contribute to ideas and ways that will work for them, but also naturally work for the business. So yeah, a lot of change, a lot of movement. I'm not tired, but my nervous system is activated right now. I was very dysregulated when I came back from my break and my leave And because there was so much that happened while I was gone that was unsettling to me. And it it created this survival response within me to fix, fix, fix. I jumped into over-functioning and just problem-solving. And so this new year and in January, I really have been intentional about protecting my time and blocking out days in my schedule where I can just focus on being the visionary of the business and not moving from session to session in a state of urgency so that I have space for when things do come up and when things don't go the way that I thought they would or the way that I wanted them to, that I have space to deal with it, honestly. Um, And I just didn't have space to deal with really much when I came back. And it really impacted me. It impacted my team. And I just don't want to operate that that way anymore. So really just setting boundaries around my time and time blocking projects, activities, tasks, and giving myself space in the day to stretch and to take a walk and to eat lunch and leave work on time to pick up my daughter from school and take her to ballet and all those things that are important to me. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be here with you all. I look forward to the next few months. We've got some exciting things coming up with Brave and Well and partnerships that I'm working on with my group practice. I just appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And if you are thinking about your identity and how that shows up for you as a business owner or how maybe you might be working against it or fighting this identity because of your own fears and your own worries. You're not alone. It takes time. It takes time to lean into the parts of us that we've been afraid to share because somebody at some point in our life told us it was not okay to share that. And so I just encourage you to really sit with that and to really think about what is it about this part of me that I love? What is this part of me that has carried me for this long? This part of me that has worked with me and for me? And to just really sit with that. And I really feel proud of what my identities and my parts have done for me over the years. And so I'm just celebrating me. 
celebrating all of me and wanted to share that here. So thanks for being here. And until next time, stay brave. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave and Well podcast. You can find links and resources from this episode in the show notes at www.braveandwell.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Then send it to a friend. For free resources, special announcements, and discount codes, subscribe to our newsletter at braveandwell.com forward slash newsletter dash sign up. Until next time, stay brave.